Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky and joining me for this quick shot of romance is Carolina. Hi, Carolina. Hey, Becky. I'm glad to be back. I feel um, like it's been a while. It feels like it. It does. Yeah. Um, But I'm super excited because you and I equally have an obsession with Carrie Elks. Obsessed. Like perfect small town romances they're uh, so real they're just so good they're feel good they're like the feel good comfort reads i always compare her books to kind of spicy hallmark movies mm-hmm. so like if you like those kind of charming cheesy hallmark feel good movies but would like to see them with some spice but not like crazy cheesy. Like no, we're there. It's like the feel good, you know, the heartwarming. Um, but they definitely have their gem moments. Like you're like, oh, this is a warm and fuzzy moment. Yeah. Um. So on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing Strictly Pleasure by Carrie Elks. Uh, this is book two in her Salinger Brothers series. Did you read book one? I have not read book one. Okay. I did read book one and it was really great, but I feel like you can very much read this book as a standalone. I think that's something she does really great. All her books really do stand on their own. I, yeah, I haven't read book one and this definitely was a standalone. Um, I could read it as a standalone. I wasn't lost, um, but I was intrigued enough that I want to read the first book and get their stories. Um, And now I am ready for each of the brothers' stories because they are so well um, characterized. So So book one in the series is my biological clock is ticking on our heroine and looking at sperm donation and her really grumpy asshole boss is like, I'll be your in-person sperm donor. (laughs) That's That's book one. It's delightful. <sighs> anyway, because we have so much to talk about in this book, I will link the synopsis or the full synopsis of this book will be on our on the shelf show notes for this episode on our website. So you'll want to check those out. Um, the release date is January 26th of 2023. This is a family series rom-com one night stand ish. <laughs> one night stand adjacent. <laughs> is adjacent, I guess. Um <laughs> This is frenemies to lovers. Yes. Because they tolerate each other. Sort of. Well, they tolerate each other because he's the brother and she's the best friend to the brothers. The first brothers or like the brother from the first First wife. Um, So So. this is a slow burn romance because they fight the chemistry in the first 40% of this book. Like, yeah. Um, and I would this... also add um, uh, reformed player on here. Oh yeah, he is a reformed player. Although, is he really a player? Ish. See, it's more of that ish because in the... in all the best ways, like it's one night adjacent ish. Because in the it's... two years, because they had their little whatever ish one night standish thing they did 
it's they that happened on the wedding night for couple one or the engagement the engagement of couple yeah, one it was a year prior it was a year prior to this book right and so a year later and mm-hmm. he hasn't he has not fooled around with anybody in a year he's not been dating yeah but prior to that and the, the reason i say reform <clears throat> player is because he has that he doesn't do relationships that's true and that has has been since college like he does not do relationships so um and i always wonder about the billionaire that doesn't do how how burned in your past do you've had to have been to say that it's one night and done and we see that commonly in billionaire romances i think it's also like the mentality of you you can do that it, like with athletes too you see that in athletes a That's lot true. as well because there's it's just <laughs> supply and demand <laughs> there is a supply of beautiful women like ready to spend a night with you so if that's if you don't want to do a relationship then you, you know and that's his boundary he has boundaries so that it doesn't um create the relationships um so this is a series of standalones the put out percentage or the pop on this one is 45 percent um okay so our hero's name is liam and we said Liam is, I guess I did. I said Liam, the charming, infatuated playboy, um, is super easy to adore as he navigates unfamiliar territory and tries to find his way forward. He's never been in love. He's never been head over heels for anyone. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> well, and it, it, it he doesn't do relationships and there's a reason for that which i'm it's a newer book so i won't spoil it um well but, but it really comes down to and we get a lot of this in book 1 and i think that it leads up to in the first 40% he has a very complicated family dynamic correct and the and and, and you know it was really interesting that um Carrie Elks describes it in the book but then she actually describes it again like two or three more times. But and I noticed it only because it was super helpful. It didn't feel like, oh my gosh, I get it. Big family, strange dynamics, weird. Um, you know, like, you know, the father had three wives and kids with every wife, right? Right. But it really it like it really helped you absorb the individuals and retain it it is so liam is the product and the middle child of his father's first marriage well it's technically the second marriage because the first marriage didn't have any children so dad's been married four times first marriage didn't have any children his mom is the first wife that had children and there's four boys with that or three boys with that mom right four Four boys Then divorced, but mom has remained friends with the next wife. Correct. Who had then, two more sons. Yes. And then dad divorced second or that next wife. <laughs> and now and we're his on wife. We're on the 
third or slash fourth, fourth wife. wife. <laughs> and they that wife and dad have a little girl. Yeah. Okay. And this episode is going to drop after we talk to Carrie Elks on our happy hour. So you guys are going to want to go over to our YouTube channel and watch that happy hour because I plan to ask her if we're getting all these siblings. <laughs> because, damn it, I'm invested in all of them now. You get so many glimpses of them that I'm like, I need to know more. But what I, I need to happen is, what I need to happen is the littlest sister needs to fall in love with the half, <laughs> with the brother from Winterville, the uh, younger oh. half brother that's oh. of the hero from the fourth book. Oh my. That's right. what I need. I need the Salinger. Okay, well, we'll pitch it. We'll pitch it when we talk right, to her. Because it's West yard. Virginia. Because that's the other great thing. So Carrie Elks, we recently learned, does not live in the US. She's not even an expat. She is yeah. from England. Yeah. But she writes these books in Virginia, West Virginia, and she totally and I, gets the vibe. I, right. And I'm like, she doesn't live there. Like it's the way it's written. It's like they that person lives there. They know it that well. So what are your other so, thoughts on Liam? We've kind of moved far yeah, away from where we started. <laughs> um, let's see. What did I love about Liam? Okay, I loved about Liam first off, um, that he can cook. I I mean, I'm a foodie, right? And so I'm a man that can cook and he that's kind of a weird love language for him in a way that like it helps him take care of his family, if you will, um, because he does it for his brother and um, and Ava, his his brother's wife, because they just had a baby and that's the way and they he knew the family was coming over. So he made a big pot of food. So that it's one less thing off their plate. Um, throughout the story, he cooks a couple times for Sophie and takes care of her. And she's a little blown, blown away by it. So I, I loved that element of it from him. He, he is definitely a caretaker and the peacemaker in the family. Yeah. He tries to navigate between everybody. But he's also running this financial hedge fund investment company that is based in New York and is sought Uber after successful. successful. Um, and he's doing really well with it, but there's this draw for him to finally leave New York city and move to Charleston, West Virginia. Yes. Um, I also kind of love how, so we find out early in the book that their one night stand because chapter one starts with the one night stand and he wakes up and is kind of like what happened what's going on um and he knows sophie um <laughs> and he doesn't remember any of it and i kind of love that it irks him it irks him bad that he does not remember like almost like details leading up to it but then nothing um and he kind of dwells on it which is I thought kind of great it's a different way of pining yeah because for him it was this fierce attraction he'd been attracted to Sophie from the time he met her and to not remember this one moment 
And he'd been very vocal leading up to this moment that he only does it once. He never goes back for seconds. And so, so and he always takes care. He like is adamant about making it an incredible experience for the woman. Right. So it bugs so, him. He can't remember. And he doesn't know what he did and if he did it for her. Well, and actually Sophie tells him that she right. didn't. <laughs> and that irks him as well. Like, he's like, what the heck happened? Yeah. Ugh. So let's talk about Sophie because she's a spitfire, but she is also incredibly intelligent. And um, I just, I really liked her. Mm-hmm. She's a little nerdy. Super nerdy, but like in all the best ways. She is the type of person that like I want to be her best friend. She would easily make you like if you guys clicked, you would she would easily bring you into your tribe. Yeah. And be your best friend. And and she's that like you want that random fact fact. You have something you need to know and you're like, what's the one person I would call? She's that person. Like she would just happen to know it, especially obviously with weather. Yeah, she's a meteorologist for the local Charleston um, TV station. And she's not just navigating her career, but there's some family issues for her also. Her dad is, um, her mom's passed, you know, like a time ago. It's Mm -hmm. 10 years, I think. I mean, it's been a minute. Um, That's another thing to note. Both these characters were in their 30s, like late Mm -hmm. 30s. I think Liam might have been in his early 40s. Yeah, I think he was 40. Established in their career. So smart. Mm-hmm. It was so great to read a romance where they weren't just 20 and dumb. And I think it also, what also helped was there was a lot of communication with them. They had a lot of great sure. conversations. Like, And um, Liam even pushed her a little bit. Um, as their relationship developed and I liked how it developed because it turned into this like oh we're gonna watch tv together we're gonna start to do like it just naturally progressed but when she started resisting on stuff like it almost became okay now how do I make her feel more comfortable like how do we talk about this like don't block me out what's going on and then it was like okay now I need to do this how do I ease her into this um and build that trust with her, which I really liked. So part of this book is there's this fundraiser and <laughs> Sophie has to put an auction item up. And her boss, who's this creepy jackass, um, uh, he's the villain of the story. He's the villain. He's um, a jerk. <clears throat> he wants her to like put up a dinner date or something. And she's like, she kind of plays along with it, but she does a twist to it. And what it is. Well, she he actually convinces the intern, the female intern in the meteorologist, basically threatens her that she has to do it. And Sophie comes to the rescue and is like, no, I'll cover you. I'll do it. Like, I'll take one for the team because we're not having the intern auction herself off for a dinner. Right. Um, which I love that about her character. She's super protective of her team and the good people in her team. And so she puts this item up for auction. It ends up being a daily forecast. And Liam, of course, wins it. And this forces communication, which, you know, we always talk about miscommunication. I do love a romance. And I think this is kind of one of those microtropes we don't see very often. And I feel like I'm going to have to do a 
deep dive into for a bit, <laughs> this microtrope of forced communication because she has to either email him, text him. He actually wants video calls. He does. And it's super cute because he has to email um, his itinerary for the week. And then she puts together the forecast. Um, when she did it at first, she thought the person would be mostly in one area. And he's, of course, traveling back and forth quite a bit. Um, I also like he he kind of pushes her buttons because um, he says one night, he's like, yes, I have a dinner date. And so I need to know the weather for like sitting inside or outside. And it ruffles her feathers because she's like, yes. oh, my gosh. And it, and so then he calls her. While um, he's on the way to the date? No, at the date. date. Yes. <laughs> And I'm like, should we spoil it? No, we shouldn't spoil it. Okay, but it's really cute. It's not a bad thing. It's super cute. It is. It's super cute. Um, <clears throat> so a um, Sophie's best friends are Ava, who is book one. And then her other best friend is Lauren. They're the cheerleading squad we all should have. Mm -hmm. I just really liked them. Yeah, I did too. Because um, they were each... Lauren has the bakery, so they're each successful and intelligent in their own rights. Um, so it's this great group, um, but they also, you know, know how to take care of each other and just relax and chill and razz each other as well. I do hope Lauren gets a book. I hope she gets one of the brothers. I feel like she needs <laughs> one of the brothers. Um, and then, like we said, Liam has this whole gaggle of brothers. And... Um, the next book in the series is Miles, who is the hockey player of the family. I'm excited for that one. Um, was there anything else about this story we think we should tell about? Um, there's some light good girl vibes in here. There is. It's kind of like to get your toes wet. He's a little bit of a dirty talker. Yeah, good girl light. Good girl um, light. I, I, I think that too. Like, when it comes to, yes... He's a player and he talks about how he he genuinely cares that whomever he's with has a really good time. Like those moments, it, it almost created this um, really unique intimacy between them when they get to those points, the steamy points, like because it wasn't rushed. It was like there was a savoring of this moment and crossing that line and then what happens to all of that, which I really liked as well. I really did find those moments, too, when they kind of FaceTime together to watch Netflix. She's taking him through the journey of Grey's anatomy. And it just was really sweet. It also shows that, you know, there is romanticism within the simple things. In the everyday. Yeah. And I really did enjoy that. I do think this is... There is some fun... I say rom-com vibes to this book because mm -hmm. <laughs> there are moments where you're like... Hmm. <laughs> uh yeah when they go to her dad's house yes <laughs> um, <laughs> awkward awkward <laughs> so uh. awkward um i will also say one of the things about this book that i really liked that the author did not do is obviously liam is a billionaire he's very very wealthy and there are some problems for sophie in the workplace 
And, you know, you can see it at the auction and you see it coming into some other things that happen and that move it throughout the story. Liam really could have come in and just fixed it all, you know, right. and been the rescuer. Yep. But he didn't. He really didn't. He stayed. I think he asked once, once or twice and she's like, no, I got it. And he let her. I mean, not let her, I should say, like, he didn't step in. He respected her boundaries. Yeah. And I really did like that. I Mm -hmm. liked that he was so thoughtful. Because sometimes, you know, we do read a romance, a billionaire romance, where they come in and just kind of steamroll and make everything easier. But I like that we got, by not doing that in this book, we got to see the strength of a female character well and she had this big work project and he helped her with it yeah at the end of the day they were both tired but they worked like one night he cooked dinner and then they worked on this proposal and project and he he just like encouraged her and pushed her which was great yeah i really liked it i really really enjoyed it anything else everybody should know about strictly pleasure go read the book Go read the book. It is in Kindle Unlimited. I cannot recommend it enough. And like I said, we are going to ask Miss Carrie Elks if we're going to see all these brothers. All the brothers. I must have all the brothers. I really need them all because they all have some funny little bits and pieces about them. And the sister. And the sister. Because now I've planted that seed in your head and you can't let it go, can you? Well... I mean, yeah, I mean, I always, I wanted the sister before, but now that you've planted that seed, like, I really want the sister. Right. <laughs> and let's, let's bring the two series together. Right. Right. I know. I was trying to think of age-wise, which of her, you know, series has someone that would be like an appropriate age-wise. Yeah. Anyway. Carolina, thank you for one, (laughs) suggesting Strictly for Pleasure, and also for joining me for this quick shot of romance. Thanks for having me. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.